Hi, I'm Ellen, and I could really use a nap. Hi, I'm Jaslyn, and I wish I could nap, but I can't sleep ever. This is High Expectations. <laughs> so, real talk. We're kind of tired, and we're for real lying down. <laughs> Today, we're talking about guilty pleasures. Or maybe just pleasures, you know. Just it's pleasures. Hard. The funny thing is, it's like, what do you define as a guilty pleasure? When do you feel guilty? When do you not? Like, it's just one of those things. It's like, mm. one man's trash is another man's treasure. But boy, do we like trash. We do. I think it can be agreed that some of the stuff that we like is just utter trash. Maybe that's what it is, right? It's not a guilty pleasure. It's a trashy pleasure. Because <laughs> I got into an argument on Twitter today about guilty pleasures. Oh, you got an argument. No, a, a gentle argument. Oh, okay. Yep. Where I was corrected about whether people should just like what they like and it doesn't really matter and not try and like pin some kind of like liability onto it. But I said that sounds like something that someone with something to confess would say. And what did they say to that? They avoided the situation. So I sent them a, a gif of a silence from Dr. Ho saying, you need to confess. Yes, right, gif. <laughs> That's another thing, like, that person probably be like, you can pronounce GIF slash GIF however you want. Nobody should be ashamed for how they pronounce things. Stop and Fangirl podcast was giving me so much grief about the whole GIF thing. <laughs> were they? They were not impressed. What, oh, what did they say? The, like, the GIF thing is killing them. They joined the episode, but GIF. It's like, okay. what's wrong with Jaslyn? <laughs> well, you know what? I looked into this, and GIF was created deliberately to sound like the word GIF. So that you could use some of the same slogans as the peanut butter Jeff. Really? Yeah. Knowledge drop. Boom. Why don't they spell it J-I-F then? Copyright stuff. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Oh. And the um, creator of the Jeff, he won some kind of like technology award where you're allowed to have only say five words in your, in your acceptance speech. Yeah. So his five words were, it's pronounced Jeff, not GIF. <laughs> So all you GIF people out there, the creator of GIF says it's called GIF. Yeah. And you can say, nah, 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 ignore that fact. Just call it GIF. Yeah, but my argument is, I already said it on the last podcast, it's not the creator of the word that gets to decide how the world is pronounced. It's people as a whole. But the problem with GIF slash GIF is that everyone read it written down. So they all decided how it was pronounced on their own. And that's why there's this huge cultural divide. It's the internet. <laughs> Like, prior to this, think about it. Like, no one could fucking read. So all the words were pronounced because they were all said out loud. People would go watch plays or sing songs or chat to each other. They wouldn't read books. They couldn't read. So everyone figured out how everything was pronounced. Like that. Orally. (laughs) (laughs) And now everyone reads things written down. So it's like doge. I was talking to a friend and they're like, some pronounce doge, it's pronounced dogie. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. I think you'll find it's pronounced doge. Like, why would that meme of the Venice's doge be funny otherwise? <laughs> like, the yeah. doge's house? Like, there's, oh, there's a, in Venice, there's a palace called the doge's palace. And there's a meme of doge, like the dog, in the window of the doge's palace. Because it's his palace. Anyway, it's a lot f- less funny when I say it out loud. I'm never going to learn that. But I'm it's not pronounced Doge. It's, do- it's Doge, not Doggy. <laughs> do- doggy. Do-do. I think the logic behind that was that it was a, it's a Japanese dog. But they're called the Shibi. Yeah, it's like, I think it's pronounced Shibi. I don't know for sure. Anyway, I think the Japanese person would pronounce out every syllable. Forgive me if I'm wrong. That's right. So it would be like Doggy if it was a Japanese word. Yeah. That's something that I learned on Terrace House. <laughs> yeah. 
they pronounce all the syllables. Yeah. Oh, that's probably a good segue to talking about something completely irrelevant <laughs> to the topic of the show. To Do you consider your love of Terrace House a guilty pleasure? Not at all. You're I, very proud of it. I preach watching Terrace House. It's not a trashy show, like, at all. It's really interesting and yeah. educational. But what's funny about Terrace House is that it is a reality TV show. Reality TV shows normally fall into the guilty pleasures category. They do. Or I think it's becoming cooler. Like, if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race or, I don't know, Terrace House, there are a couple of reality TV shows you can kind of get away with watching and it's cool. It is cool. And, I don't know, it's, it's such an anti-reality show. There's no talking heads constantly. There's no, like, designed fights. They hardly ever have any conflict. It's so weird because, like, of the few episodes I've watched, it's been, like, com- like lots of conflict. And there's, like, hosts, so they're constantly the talking heads. Oh, no, but I know what you... That's right. You mean, yeah. like, they don't go away into a room to be like, and that was yeah. no shit. And it's constantly cutting away every few seconds. Oh, yeah, opinions. true. It's horrible when they do that. <laughs> it is horrible. It's nice to just watch people. It's got a much better flow. Yeah. Like, just kind of watch them interact as normal people. It's very relatable. I just saw the episode where... Forgive me because I don't remember their names, but I remember, is it Eureka or Yuri? Eureka, yes. Yeah, and um, Yuki, the tap dancer, is it? Yeah, and what's the, um, Mizuki? Mizuki. 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 Is that how you say it? He said, oh, what is everyone's ambitions? He's very like, I want to know all your ambitions. Leaving this house, we're all going to have a clear understanding of our future. And she says, oh, yeah, okay, well, I want to have my own cafe, and these are the reasons why. I like people, I like coffee, I want to create an atmosphere where people feel they can gather. And it all sounded really nice. And then they were just like, uh, I kind of spaced out there for a second, and like, oh, that doesn't sound very clear. And then, you know, because everyone's really uncertain about their future, she freaks <laughs> out and starts crying. Yeah. But the best bit is that Yuri starts crying too! <laughs> Because yeah. she's just so sweet and empathizes yeah. with her so much that she starts crying. <laughs> Everything's so sweet emotional. <laughs> but I love that. I love that they have that room for that emotion. And it's not just like, you know, bratchiness or just anger or being deliberately malicious. Like, yeah, those constructed fights you were talking about. That was such a genuine moment. Yeah. Like sometimes, especially as a woman, I feel like we get overwhelmed I'm not trying to have stereotypes here. I'm just relating to it as another woman. Sometimes I get overwhelmed and I just start crying. And then another woman's way to respond to that, maybe they might start crying. That's what me and my mum often do if we have fights. (laughs) When it gets to the, like, kind of, like, we can't really fight anymore, it's getting to that kind of, like, peak. Yeah. And we're just kind of trailing off and we can't, there's nothing more we can really do. We just start crying and then we (laughs) apologise. And that's a beautiful gift that women have, like, that empathy with each other. Yeah. But, yeah, it was really interesting how they handled it on the show. And that kind of, like, oh, maybe she shouldn't have started started crying because then the conversation ends. And, and, like, Yuki was kind of a dick. And he was just like, but I just, like, I'm doing a nice thing. Like, I just want to sort of bond and, like, leave the house with a clear vision of our future. And it's like, yeah, but, like, the way you went about it was, like, you just, you were like, what's your, what's your ambition? And then she told you a very valid ambition. Yeah. And then you just shat all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Along with that other dude. So bad, eh? <laughs> there was a bit of, like, minor conflict in general. They don't have, like, screaming matches. There's no, like, really vindictive behaviour. 
Yeah. They have like a minor disagreement, they talk about it, and they move on. Yeah. 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 There's no grudges. But that's kind of life, really, I think. There are big blow-ups, but they don't really happen like they do on Big Brother. I think when you have fights with people, they're kind of like that. Like, either you just make up, you talk it out, or it's all kind of behind the scenes. Kind of more subtle, like, text messages and stuff. Yeah. And no one can really quite figure out what went wrong. What's funny? We're on, it's on topic, but we're now like, praising how, like, amazing it is. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's what Guilty Pleasures yeah. are all about. It's like, even though people might make fun amazing. of you for it. Okay, I feel like we, we could define Guilty Pleasures not by... I don't know. Like, I think I think it's like the sense of shame because not not that you should feel sh- ashamed, but because you feel other people might tease you about it. Like I used to watch Shortland Street, which for international listeners is it's like that's the days of our lives. Yeah, it's a soap opera. It's a soap opera, but it's worse. It's worse than any other soap opera I feel I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, and maybe that's an exaggeration. But it's very low budget. It's very wooden acting. The script is very full of cliches, like, give them a wide berth, etc. <laughs> and everybody says things like, you cannot do that. Do not pick up that spoon. And it's like, you wouldn't say that in real life. You'd be like, don't no. do that. Don't pick up the spoon, you know? Just, yeah, the whole thing is just really... <laughs> and so speaking of guilty pleasures, I spent years watching Shortland Street. I followed it for such a long, long, long time. And it's on at 7 o'clock at night every night in New Zealand. Monday to Friday. Yeah, I just got teased about it so much. Because everyone was like, this is utter trash. Like, you're wasting half an hour of your life on this. Yeah. And I just stopped watching it. Yeah, I used to watch it every night. <laughs> and then I must have, like, moved, like, every couple of nights. And then one day I just never watched it ever again. And it wasn't a conscious decision. I think life just started happening where at 7 o'clock I was distracted by other things and they were more yeah. interesting than Shortland Street. Yeah. And then you get too far behind that you're like, screw it, I'm never watching this ever again. <laughs> I would probably still be watching Shortland Street now if I didn't get teased about it so much. That makes yeah. me kind of sad. Homer yeah. was arguably better than Shortland Street. I don't know if it really is. I don't know either. Like, I feel but like... everyone's so attractive on Home and Away. No, honestly though, let's, let's just talk about Home and Away. Yeah. How many actors of Home and Away are huge now? Like, just for international listeners. Heath Ledger. Isla Fisher. Both the Hemsworth brothers. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, maybe not Liam. Maybe not the younger one, but definitely the older one who played Kim. That's just to name a few. I know that there are probably many others. Kylie, oh, Kylie Minogue was on Neighbours. Yeah. But I don't know if, she, if anyone in the States will know. Anyone, everyone in Britain will know what I'm talking about. For some reason, oh, Neighbours is huge in Britain. They come over here mm. and they do Neighbours tours. Yeah. In Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like a home and away was all like, let's go to the beach. Nah, let's go to Yabby Creek. What's Yabby Creek? They used to go to Yabby Creek all the time. And every home time, and, away. and every fucking time they like had a party, a party on a boat or a wedding and a shed and all of the characters came together at once. Yeah. Like you knew that shit was going to go get on fire <laughs> every time. Yeah. That's trashy, right? That is trashy, surely. Yeah. I asked on Twitter about what guilty pleasures people had. Just another murder podcast. Did Geordie Shore and it's trash with a capital T. Oh my god, I used to watch that too. Courtney from Chicks with Flicks said Pretty Little Liars. Oh, that's one of yours. Yeah, and I followed up with how many seasons have you watched? She said all of them. Have you seen all of them? No. Oh. I noped out like season four. Oh, you finally noped out. Yeah, I couldn't deal. <laughs> Way too many like 
fake out A reveals and nice drama and bullshit. Someone called Uncomfortably Shaman said oh, Battleship at the movie and that it's terrible. <laughs> Bonnets at Dawn said the real housewives of NYC. No filter plus too much money and alcohol. These people are the worst of us, but I can't look away. <laughs> I've never seen any of the real housewives. I've heard a lot about it, though. There's, yeah. there's quite a few of them. I mean, it's like the Real Housewives of New, New Jersey and I think LA. I'm not sure lots of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kung Fu Drive-In podcast said Rain or Fire and A Knight's Tale. Either is on. I'm watching. A Knight's Tale, like the Heath Ledger movie? I think so, yeah. Ah. It's a rom-com, right? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Oh, Kung Fu Drive-In's an old softy. <laughs> Franchise Friends. Oh, this is controversial. His crazy ex-girlfriends. Oh, okay. Why is that a guilty pleasure? That's what I was wondering. I thought it was intellectual. Like, I'm not into it, but I know it's not trash. Yeah. Oh, well. Everyone has a definition of what guilty pleasure is. They probably feel guilty watching it, so... Yes, so. Home Video Hustle says, for a movie, Dolmite. It's a kung fu movie that it's the best. Oh, okay. Maybe it's Dolmity. I don't know. <laughs> For a TV show, an MTV dating show called Next. I've seen that one. Oh my god, I've Isn't watched it? so much trashy TV. Amazing. I've never heard of it, but I googled it after he said that, and that sounds terrible, but great. Oh, so what happens on Next, just for context, is there's kind of like a bachelor or bachelorette type person, and they're going to be dating a bunch of people, and they're all it's, it's this MTV show, and they're all hanging out in a, I don't know, an RV is that what you call them? Like a big, big, big bus. And then they just like do a little bio about themselves and they all chat in the bus. And then she, or he, goes on a date with all of the partners in the bus. And then if they say they'll do something she doesn't like, she says, next. And then she goes on to the next one. Okay. Well. Yeah. And finally, Sipping Sisters podcast says Vanderpump Rules. What is that? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. That one I've never heard of. Geordie Shaw reminds me of the GC show that we had here. The thing you talked about before, the Gold Coast, the GC, it was all about New Zealanders living in the Gold Coast. Yeah. Like Samoans, I think. No, no, no. No Samoans. And they called her the woman aunties. I think they were. I feel like it was like a made-up term just for that show. Yeah, like, it's kind of like Jersey Shore, how they have all grenades. We need some, we need some slang. They probably never said aunties in their life until that show. What's funny, though, is that like I used to when that show was on, I used to walk down the street and they were like, oh, hey, auntie. Boys used to say that to me. Awful. <laughs> but it's incestuous. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, you know, that's all kind of... In these I days, isn't watched, it? I never watched the, the um, GC, so. My trashy pleasures. Yeah. Number one trashy pleasure at the moment. So I was talking to Justine from the Cutaways podcast, and she was like, I'm going to watch some Degrassi next class. And I was like, oh, I've heard of Degrassi, but I've never seen any. And so I looked if it was on our Netflix, and it was. And so I watched one episode, and I knew I was going to watch all four seasons. I'm finally up to season four, like, as of yesterday. And it's... 20 minute show set in the Canadian high school and way too much drama happens <laughs> and the characters like terrible people they're always shitty to each other but I can't stop watching so like snapchatable where I'm like 
sending Snapchats of outrage. Like, what's this scene? This yeah. person's the worst. Yeah. And it's it's not high quality show. At the same time, it is really high quality entertainment. Yeah. And they do cover some pretty like serious topics. So maybe it's not total trash. <laughs> but I do really enjoy it. Just off that, we're both really into teen dramas. Oh yeah. That's something we have in common. We also both liked watching Awkward, which is an MTV show. How do you even describe Awkward? It's just like a girl who, she has an accident and then she's injured and everyone assumes that injury is due to her trying to commit suicide. Yep. Or it gets out at school and and then they tease her for that. Yeah. And then things get more and more and more ridiculous from there. But there's a love triangle, of course, and the popular boy is into her, which is so common in these kind of teen dramas. Mm-hmm. Reality High has pretty much the exact same storyline, which is the hashtag Reality High, which is what I watched recently. I've added it to my list, but I haven't seen it. I can't believe I haven't seen it. It's like, so you. And also, I can't believe I haven't seen What If. I like What If so much. This rom-com that's just come on Netflix. <laughs> I've added both to my list. Oh my god, What If is so good that I've watched it twice now. Oh wow, cool. <laughs> Succession of a couple of days. Well, because I really wanted to watch something exactly like What If, so I was like, why don't I just watch it again? Yeah, why not? It's just like, I don't know, the perfect rom com because the obstacles are like just intense. It sounds amazing. The other night, Alan was telling me, hey, there's a show on Netflix that you'll really like. It's called Hashtag Reality High. And she says, I'll tell you what it's about. I'm like, don't worry, I'm already on board. It sounds incredible just from the title. <laughs> oh, it's about an incredibly gorgeous, yet somehow incredibly awkward girl with big ambitions. She has a falling out when she's young with her BFF, who grows up to be just a completely superficial, awful, cool girl who has her own online TV show called Reality High. And they both, guess what? Fight over a boy. Yeah. And then the boy, cool boy and the cool girl, they break up. And then he gets, he's like, oh, actually, I really like you. Awkward, cute girl, of course. And they get together and obstacles are created and it makes for a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) Really great movie. All right. So I feel like Pretty Little Lies should be on there. Pretty Little Lies. Because you got through four seasons of that shit. Four seasons of that and it was shit. <laughs> I'm sorry and to anyone who likes Pretty Little Liars. You're allowed to watch what you want, and if it makes you happy, that's good, but Jaslyn complained about it the whole time. I haven't even tried it. It's really bad. The reason I was watching Pretty Little Liars is because my next item on my list, when it ended, I was recommended to watch Pretty Little Liars. So my next item is Gossip Girl. Woohoo! XOXO, you know you love me. <laughs> <laughs> another high school drama yeah the other day I was asked do you watch anything other than high school dramas and I shook my head no pretty much only watch high school dramas except for Doctor Who that's not true so I was watching Atypical at the time high school drama oh yeah how far through Atypical are you four episodes I think maybe five. Oh, I finished the season I like a sister yeah she's cool she's very cool yeah yeah so Gossip Girl I watched episode one I was encouraged to watch it, and I just messaged my friend afterwards and said, I don't know what I just watched, but I'm going to watch another episode. (laughs) And episode one of Gossip Girl is just garbage. (laughs) 
bad shit happens in it. You don't know who the hell these like stuck up people are. And then it gets kind of you settle in, and you really like Dan and Serena, and you don't like Chuck and Blair. Why? And then somewhere along the line, it switches, hmm. and then you dislike Dan and Serena, and you love Chuck and Blair. I think I I I, I always love Blair. Not that I've seen every episode. I think I'm up to like maybe the third season. But she's got the best style. She's she so does. cute. She has a great style. Yeah. Chuck Bass. Have you seen White Gold? Not yet. Oh, it's so great. Is it? It's basically Chuck Bass with a more British accent because he is actually English. Oh, is he? So in this show, he dresses in a suit, a really nice suit the whole time, and he acts all like high and mighty. So it's basically Chuck Bass transported to 1980s England, but he's actually a bit of a hardcore window salesman. Yeah. Like window frames. Two guys from The Inbetweeners are in it. I do love The Inbetweeners. It's probably one of my favourite shows ever. Now, is that trash or is that incredible? I think it's incredible. In my opinion, it's incredible. I think it's very, very, very funny. I think it's, it just says so much about the awkwardness that is high school. Yeah, it is a very toilet humour based. Yeah. But it is hilarious and intelligently written, I think. British humour loves the underdog and they love awkward situations. They do. It's quite unique in its style. Anyway, mm. no, I don't think that's trash. Speaking of reality shows, I don't like Beauty and the Geek. But I loved the makeover episodes. Because <laughs> I like seeing these guys with like really long beards and really long hair and just like awful style. Get like made over to have short hair and no beard. Nice. And just like a normal shirt. <laughs> it's somehow really satisfying. Because <laughs> it's what you want to do to people you see in the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my final item on my list is a series of movies. Harold and Kumar movies. <laughs> yeah. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I've seen that one. Escape from Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> and Harold and Kumar, a very 3D Christmas. <laughs> I haven't seen that one either. Guantanamo Bay is a bit weak, I will admit. But White Castle and 3D Christmas, amazing. Oh, what came first, Guantanamo Bay or 3D Christmas? Starts with White Castle. Oh, yeah. Then goes to Guantanamo Bay. Then 3D Christmas. I... the third movie. So they were like, oh, that kind of like adventure thing. And getting in crazy situations really worked for us. So let's go to the craziest place you could possibly go. Yep. Near the States. Ah, oh, Guantanamo Bay. And it's like, ooh, bloody hell. Ooh, that's not, that's kind of uh, insensitive. Well, they go there because they are taking a flight to go visit the girlfriend from the first movie. And because of racial profiling on the plane, they get accused of having a bomb and things go crazy. They get, like, kicked off the plane and taken to Guantanamo Bay. There's a bit of a weak, weird storyline, but yeah. White Castle is amazing. It's a buddy comedy with a road trip farce. <laughs> it's even, like, a ridiculous scene where they get approached in the forest by an escaped cheetah, a big, a big cat cheetah. <laughs> they are scared of it, but they offer it marijuana instead, and they get the cheetah high, and they ride it to safety. <laughs> It's so stupid. We have to watch it. I would love to watch it with you. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's self-aware stupid. So Jason went to White Castle last year. Oh, woo! And? I was so excited when I saw White Castle. I was like, 
we've got to go there. And my friend was like, watch your expectations. Don't have high ones. It's not going to be great food. <laughs> and? It was not great food. <laughs> but I think had I been like really drunk, it would have been amazing. Oh. But it was not amazing food. But it was exciting to go there. <laughs> and I had multiple burgers because they're small. Nice. I don't know if that's ruined the movie for me or not, but I don't think it has. Maybe that was the joke. Maybe it's like the DeLorean in Back to the Future. Like, the DeLorean's a famously slow car, but mm. it somehow managed to be fast enough to go into the future. Maybe White Castle's just, like, a yeah. pile of shit. Like, yeah, there's a and shit. And you wouldn't work really, really hard to go there. <laughs> What's Taco Bell like? Garbage as well. <laughs> I've only had it once. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> My other thing was E! Entertainment. Ooh. I haven't watched E in years. I've weaned myself off it, but I used to be so addicted to it. My favorite thing that used to be on E many, many years ago was 101. It was a series, it was a list TV show in which they basically had a bunch of like semi well known people from Hollywood, but really not well known people at all, right. discuss 101 and sort of thing here. Main one I can remember is 101 Celebrity Oops. And it was just like types of <laughs> celebrities had fucked up. And I'm still referring back to the pop cultural facts that I learnt on 101s now, to this day. Wow. And I watched them over and over again because I was like, yes, 101, it's on again. And I'd watch it again and again. It's so great. And so now they're like ingrained in my mind. So every so often it just like comes back to me like, remember that time that Britney did, I can't even think of one off the top of my head. But they'll come back to me at random times in my life. And of course, E! News. I watch a lot of E! News. Keeping up with the Kardashians. I feel like keeping up with the Kardashians is kind of a cool thing to like now. And a lot of people are like, yeah. But other people think it's trash. But I think Hmm. the E! Network and everything that it stands for. And like definitely those 101 lists. Which were basically just like time fillers. They were so good, but so trashy. And that's definitely a guilty pleasure. I don't want to tread on anyone's toes about fucking Kim Kardashian, okay? I was just saying I watched a lot of E. Thank you. My mother always used to say, Kardashians are banned from this house. You're not allowed to watch Kardashians on our TV. Well, mother, how come I know every one of their fucking names? How come I know everything that happened in the Keeping Up with the Kardashians probably up to, like, season six? I don't know. I've never seen a single episode. Oh I've never seen a scene from the show. It's, it's like, you know how you were like, Terrace House is very nice. There's never any real conflict. There's just, yeah, it's just quite natural and normal mm. and has a flow. Just a bunch of young people trying to figure themselves out. Keeping up connections is not like that at all. It's really? like talking heads. Heaps of talking heads. Ah. Oh, just fights all the time. In the first season, I think Chloe gets done for doing a DUI. So, yeah. I've heard of Chloe and Courtney. Yeah. And Kim. Kim. Surely. Twice. And Rob. Yep. That's the brother. Is there a Ty? A Tay? <laughs> a Chris? <laughs> Chris, yep, is the mother. Oh, Chris is the mother. Okay. Yeah, and there are two Jenna kids. Kendall and Kylie. Kylie and K- Kendall and Kylie. Yep. Kendall right. and Kylie. Yeah. Kylie Jenner's the one with the big lips. Yes. Cool. Hamish always comes into the room when I'm watching Netflix and he's like, what are you watching now? Oh, this is utter trash. And he says, everything I watch is trash. And it's true. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's true. 
when I sit down to watch TV, I just want to escape. I want to blob out. I don't want to be educated. I don't want to think. I don't want it to be, like, too difficult. I just want it to be silly and fluffy and light. And that's, like, for a lot of the movies I like, too. That's fair. <laughs> oh, and they had, like, E! True celebrity stories as well. Oh, I yeah. can't remember what they were called. Do you remember those? True Hollywood story. True Hollywood story. I still remember one of those. Still rem- remember one of those. Oh, who was it? It was about the Black Dahlia. Oh, ooh. Well, she was a celebrity until she was cut in half. Whoa, duck. Yeah. There was one safe and grace in E, and that was Joel McHale on the soap. Have you ever watched the soap? Yeah. I fucking love the soap. That's great. It's one of my favourite shows ever. God, I got so excited when that would come on. Because, yeah, yeah, that was basically what yeah. he did. He just watched trash TV and then commented on it. Yeah, it was real great. It was so funny. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Nothing. I think Chris Hardwick was hosting it for a while because he hosts everything. Not Nothing's quite like the sofa. Eh? No. And I really liked, when I was in Toronto, I used to watch Fashion Police on E. Oh, my God. I forgot about Fashion Police. I used to watch that okay. so much. So Fashion Police, in theory, should suck. But it was hosted by Joan Rivers, rest in peace, <laughs> who was just the most brilliant takedown artist. <laughs> and she would say, critique someone's style so brutally, but in a hilarious way. <laughs> and kind of make fun of everyone else on the show. Yeah. But also be really kind to everyone. Yeah. I don't know. And herself. Like, she was... Yeah. She wasn't, like... No, no one's safe. Seated. No. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Juliana Rancic. Kelly Osborne, that other guy. George? Oh, Melissa Rivers produced it, and sometimes she was in it too. Mm. I don't remember it too well, but I remember enjoying it. <laughs> so friend Maddie is very obsessed with the show Cheaters. And Cheaters is trash! Oh my god, is it trash? Okay, so it's hosted by this guy called, I think his name's Johnny Greco, or something Greco. People go to them and they're like, I think my partner's cheating. And then they essentially stalk them until they find them cheating. And then they reveal it to the partner and then they have a big confrontation and then that's the show. Did you still watch Jerry Springer? I used to watch that. Of course. (laughs) That's trash. That's trash. Is Jerry Springer the trashiest thing you can think of? I suppose Jeremy Kyle's close second. Or maybe even trashier. I mean, Jerry Springer was designed to be utter trash. How Jerry Springer worked was someone would come on with some kind of complaint about their partner usually, or their mother or something, they had something to confess. Oh my god. And the guests that they had on would get given a list beforehand of things that they might get told on the show. Yeah. And you had to sign off that you were willing to hear these things. And some of them were really ridiculous, but the real thing was always on the list. So then they'll come out and they would suddenly reveal like... I've been sleeping with your auntie. I'm leaving you for my own auntie. Yeah, it was right? always like, I'm leaving you for my cousin. My cousin. Who's a woman. And I'm also a woman. <laughs> so it's 90s taboo. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I would always like, have a fist fight. Can and we look at Steve would always have to intervene. Steve, Steve, Steve that's right. Can we look up some of the plot lines for Jerry Springer and just read them out? Just so, just for nostalgia purposes. All right. Okay, episode one. I'm pregnant by a transsexual. What? Woman in labor confronts mistress. I'm pregnant by my brother. <laughs> I want your lover. Adult babies. There's a mistress in my house. Oh my god. A gay mobster and a tractor guy. I'm proud to be a home wrecker. 
Secret Six Fetishes. Terrible, scandalous episode titles. <laughs> Did you watch it, Lutz? Of course. I watched, I watched it, like, every day. I watched it so much. <laughs> oh, my God. And I liked it at the end when Jerry Springer had the final thought. And it was like, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, the final thought. And it was something, like, really inspirational. And it's like, be kind to each other and yourself or something. <laughs> Oh no, that was a good trip down everywhere. Yeah, we've learned, we've learned a lot of important things today. But what really matters is that the truth is always out there, and maybe we can all move on with our lives. Be kind to yourself and each other. Hey yo, this is Hannah from Film Roast. Thank you so much for listening to High Expectations. Didn't they rock your socks? If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend, tell your cat, tell your mom, tell anybody. If you have any comments or questions, send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on a post about how awesome they are. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to them on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week! J A K E. Who do I not appreciate? Jake! Welcome to Film Roast. Hey everyone, Hannah here, the co-host of Film Roast, where two over-caffeinated and underqualified friends talk about all things movies. If you like film factoids, lots of sarcasm, and bad impressions, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Film Roast Show, and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash filmroast. Happy roasting! Jake! Jake!